Well, thank you for joining us for this study. We are back in this Bible class to pursue further our studies in 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus. And this time we are in 1st Timothy 6, 11 through 16. Now, this letter was composed in the mind of God, written by Paul to Timothy for our learning and use today. Paul has recently warned about unhealthy craving for controversy. And then after that, the love of money. He will take his letter to positive and personal application for Timothy in these verses we will read and study now. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Now, it is striking how Paul at this point turns all this teaching and warning directly to Timothy by using one phrase, he says, but as for you, O man of God. So whatever other people do, whatever Paul has described that other people are guilty of, as for you. There are men and women with an unhealthy craving for controversy. There are those involved in envy, dissension, slander, who create friction and suppose that godliness is a means of gain. There are those who desire to be rich and fall into temptation, those who love money and wander from the faith. We studied all this last time. There will always be these kind of people in the world. But Paul says directly to Timothy, as for you, and he calls Timothy a man of God. Now, all who have obeyed the gospel are Christians. We are all children of God who serve him faithfully. But in the Old Testament and also in the New, there is this expression often used for messengers, leaders, evangelists, man of God. To be a faithful man of God, Paul gives specific charges to Timothy. We're going to take these up, beginning with this statement, flee these things. So, 
all the iniquity, the ill-conceived ambition, the selfishness and greed mentioned in the previous verses. Timothy needs to run away from all that with the greatest use of good energy based on his convictions and the grace of God. These things refers back into the previous paragraph. And this calls upon Timothy to do what Joseph did, run as fast as you can, away from seduction, away from greed, away from the love of money, away from any unhealthy craving for controversy. You can't play around with any of these evils. You cannot see how close you can get what is necessary is a complete renunciation of these things and then pursue what is right. Run away from, flee the things Paul has described earlier and pursue righteousness. I want us to think about that simple word, pursue. That means the intentional application of energy based on conviction about God and what God expects. The intentional application of energy based on conviction, the conviction about who God is and what he's done in Christ and what he expects. If you have the conviction that God is right, Jesus is the Savior, the Holy Spirit has revealed the word. What fulfills that conviction in practice is the intentional application of energy. Run, flee, pursue. Now, what do you pursue? Godliness is to live every day righteously as unto the Lord, directed to God, directed by God, focused on his will and glory. Pursue righteousness and godliness and faith is our confidence in what God has done and said that moves us across the line from academic knowledge to action, to obedience. Love is that strong affection for God that care for his will, and therefore care for others. That is a driving force in your life. Steadfastness means you keep on, you don't stop or pause or take leave of your convictions. Gentleness is that spirit of Christ with which you engage in the activity of faith. And as you do this, you fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. To fight in the righteous sense is not like starting fights, then to relish in the conflict and competition. No, it is to be engaged in the battle against evil and for the advancement of truth. It is to speak up against sin, expose false teaching and false teachers who deceive people. Stand for the truth no matter the results 
equip others to be good soldiers in the Lord's cause. Timothy is to take hold of eternal life, the eternal life he was called to. God offers eternal life in Christ, but it must be received and held. Take hold of it. Timothy had received the offer in his initial obedience to the gospel and had been open about his faith, making the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now, his task requires that he hold to all that, hold to eternal life, that he remain faithful to the commitment and confession that he made. What is the urgency of this? I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who is his, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything Paul wrote to Timothy or said to Timothy in person, God was directly aware of and truth had been confessed by Jesus before Pilate early on. But when Paul charged Timothy with some work or duty, it was important to remind him with language like this, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pilate made the good confession about who he was and who sent him and what the truth was and is. So this gets Timothy's personal attention. A sobering thing for a young evangelist to read. Verse 14 is the charge directed to Timothy that comes from God, who gives life to all things. <clears throat> Keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is all about obedience to God, who is the gracious giver of spiritual life through Christ. It is a call for response on the part of every evangelist and every Christian. That word keep means possess, hold as a good steward, knowing that there is another appearing of the Lord ahead. Everything Paul wrote is important and should result in obedient response in Timothy's life and work, but these verses seem to add a sober and somber tone of reverence that's to be a part of Timothy's motivation. Verse 16, connecting the pronoun back to God in verse 13, we have this further description, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Now, the question always comes up, and we should not dismiss it, concerning God, the phrase, whom no one has ever seen or can see. God is not visible to the physical eye. Remember, Jesus said on two occasions, God is spirit, John 4, 24. 
There is not a flesh and blood entity we can look at like you are looking at me. This is affirmed often in Scripture. Now, on limited occasions, God did manifest himself in tangible means to the human senses. And in some translations, the language is seeing God. This affirmation in 1 Timothy 6.16, however, plus the context of those appearances, leads me to conclude there was not direct visual observance of God since he is not a physical entity. Rather, it was a viewing or manifestation of his glory. In theological language, this is called a theophany, where God manifested himself in some tangible way. And there are instances of this in several places. In Genesis, the phrase is found, the Lord appeared to Abram. In Acts 7, verse 2, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. Since we know God is not a physical entity, we do not take these expressions as literal or physical. What we conclude is God manifested himself in some tangible way on limited occasions to afford special comfort when giving a promise. The word see is not always just about physical vision either. For instance, in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5 and verse 8, the pure in heart shall see God. So, when you encounter these passages, remember God is not a physical entity. He did on limited occasions express himself in some visible format, and we who are pure in heart shall see him in terms of eternal relationship and intimate knowledge. Takeaways. Timothy's work as a preacher and his personal life is never separated. It is not, I am a preacher when I'm in the pulpit or in the office, but other times I don't have to attend to all these things that I convey to others. Timothy's work as a preacher and his personal life is never, ever separated. He is a man of God, and he's to flee these things and pursue righteousness and keep the commandment in or out of the pulpit or the office, never separated. Evangelists cannot make the argument that while they're on the job, they must be righteous. All Christians, no matter of their function, must be righteous day after day, 24-7. Everybody needs a call to perseverance every now and then, like the one written in verses 11 and 12. Original application goes to Timothy, but all of us need to hear a battle call from time to time. We need wake-up calls. We need to be challenged and reminded of the urgency of our task. Flee and fight appropriate for every Christian. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life. From time to time, we need to listen to and remember and read again. 
those urgent calls to obey the Lord and be thankful for his grace and preach the gospel. Look at that word in verse 11 for a minute, the last word in the English Standard Version, the NIV and the New King James, gentleness. One part of a definition I found was intriguing, not prone to anger. When you are talking to people who need to hear the truth, when you are offering good, uh, offering good constructive criticism or stern rebuke, watch that anger factor that can creep into your tone of voice and your countenance. Gentleness, not prone to anger. And then I want to say, run from the bad toward the good. Timothy is urged to flee from such things as wickedness and greed and error and envy and wrangling, and he's to run toward righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And then I want to remind all of us, every Christian, confession of our faith in Christ is not just a one-time event. It is, in fact, a way of life. Next time, we'll finish 1 Timothy. We'll be in 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 20. Thank you for listening.